how quickly did you bed in with that group of players? Because the defence Arsenal at that time was stuff of legends. Um, I remember chatting to some of the, my mates at work who were like, oh yeah, if Arsenal went 1-0 up then, that yeah. was it. Yeah. You know, Because you're never going to get through that defence. Uh, how, how quickly did you surround yourself by these great names like Tony Adams, Martin Keown, well, Winterburn? You obviously knew um, Steve Bald already yeah. because you'd yeah. You'd come down with him, hadn't you? Yeah. Well, he he signed six months after me, but um, it was it was a, a very quick learning curve to actually bed into the way that Arsenal played at the time. And George was very strict. There was a there was a way of playing. It was completely alien to me because I was a fullback that showed I was pretty quick, and as a fullback that showed a winger down the line. Cause that's why I was being educated. And then all of a sudden, George on the first day of training, it was a, it was at the indoor training centre at. Highbury, and we're, it was freezing cold because I signed in the in the February, so it was like cold outside. We couldn't train because the pitches were frozen. Go inside, and we do this like little session, and they kept shouting, they kept shouting into me, in, in, in his Scottish voice. I can, I can, I go to sleep sometimes at night, having nightmares about him shouting at me, still to this day because he was going in. In and I was going in what? What you said? Why are you saying that? So I said to Dave Rocastle, bless him, who again is not with us. And I said to him, "What's he keep saying in for? What's that? Well, I don't know what that means." And he went, "Oh, it's inside. You have to get. You have to show everybody inside, so you don't get beat down the outside." So me playing on the right, I could not let anyone go down the wing. I had to show him inside the middle of the pitch because that's how we played. It was where our strength was. Don't get beat on the on the out outside. Show everybody inside. And I was like. And it was so alien to me to try and do that because it was just natural to go show him down the line. No, and he used to basically fine you if you got beat down the outside. He yeah. said, "Right, I'm going to fi- do not let people get crosses in. You show them inside. You show them inside. In, in." It was like, and then he'd whack you with, metaphorically whack you with a stick if you didn't do what he said. And that's his way of coaching. Mm. But his coaching sessions on the pitch was so intense, and and you had to pick it up quickly. It's a little bit like I'm married to a beautiful lady in my life now called Yolanda, who's, who's a dancer, and she can relate to that that picking up. It's like picking up steps, and I can't dance to save my life. But, you know, a choreographer, here's your steps, and you have to learn it straight away. And if you don't, you're out. And it was it was basically George Graham's choreography was show inside, press the ball. There was triggers to go and press the ball. There was, you had to learn them. It was a little bit like NFL playbook. This is what happens when the ball's there, you're there. You do. It's very regimented. And if you didn't learn it, you know, there was, you, you, fortunately, I'd, you know, unlike my dancing, I'm quite quick at learning patterns on, on a football pitch. And I guess that's why I then go on to do what I do now, which is talking about those patterns and trying to. Ex, trying to not teach—I hate that word—like teach people what. Yeah, but I, it is. It is type of teaching. But it's only—it's only what I know. Mm. So it's not gospel, and there's loads of different ways of doing it. And it's your interpretation of it. Correct. But, yeah. yeah, but but it's like my the the ability to 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 show you or what I know that's in my head when I see a pattern. I go, I well, I would do this. this is what mm. I think you should do. Um, I had success doing it this way then if somebody understands that at home and a light bulb goes off and goes, oh, I get that now, why mm. that player might have done that or something, I guess that's what I learned under George. It was it was understanding them, that 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 pattern on the pitch. So, um, and, and the discipline that he brought, presumably right. just like 
impose. Oh yeah, you see, you just, that that facial expression says it all because it's like you still remember that discipline even now. Yeah, but it's it's, it's now ingrained in you because of it. You see, it which is, is in, which is a good thing, you know, in, like yeah, and patterns. it is ingrained, and I I miss I miss a little bit that in my in my life now, and I, I mean that because I, I was with him two weeks ago at the Tottenham game, and we did a charity box 15 people you know paid money to charity to to watch a game with me and George Graham and I hosted it and George was the you know the George with the jewel in the crown because I knew even at you know he's 70 odd even at now he's so passionate about yeah. the game and he's he he recognizes the game's moved on mm. and he's a bit old school but the the game hasn't changed and it's about how many you put in one end and how many you keep out at the other that'll never change yeah, yeah. And, and and until you do both reasonably well you won't win anything you can Man City are, are, are brilliant going forward Liverpool are brilliant going forward but they still both know what to do without the ball and his big thing was get that balance right and he was a little bit more the defensive side make sure you don't give anything away and then nick one at the other end 1-0 to the Arsenal yeah. Arsene is the flip complete flip of that he's attacking Great looking football, brilliant, uh, open, freestyle, gunplay type. But he couldn't coach a back four as long as he's got two ears and a nose. So, but how difficult was that then for you to adjust to that style of management? The easiest thing ever because. He left you to your own devices. Yeah, because when he, he he's a hugely intelligent man, Arsene, mm. and came in and went, why? He knew he knew us anyway yeah. before. He, 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 said, he always tells a story, he says, I knew you lot. You know, because he's a football nutcase. He watches mm. videos. He will watch videos of Arsenal for years and years. So when he came from Grand Pass, he knew all about us. Mm. He was a little. He said to me, "I'm a bit surprised that you're actually a better footballer than I thought. I thought you were just like, you know, brick wall. Yeah, a load of grow bags at the back going like just winning the ball. I heard he actually said it. you're better looking in the flesh as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, your testament to that. I can see you looking at me now, going, "No, he's wrong." <laughs> I tell you what, though, growing up, I was bloody scared of the back four at Arsenal. Keown and Tony yeah. Adams, they oh, were, yeah. scary, aren't they? Whoa! Whoa. Yeah. Nigel Winterburn as well. Not yeah! A, not a looker. Lovely. No. <laughs> In the Pink is sponsored by Tag Heuer, Swiss avant-garde since 1860. Excellence, precision and elegance. Their timepieces are designed for those who love challenges. Make sure you run like clockwork and never miss a thing. Back to Arsenal, back to your education on the football pitch. Mm. I see what I did there. Nice little so, segue. So, yeah, edu- yeah. Um, but you, you grew up at Arsenal, really, didn't you? Yeah. Because you were kind of wet behind the ears. Mm. I know you were 23 when you got there, which oh, you know, by today's standards is quite old, but yeah. you, were still, um, you were still young, you know, you were still naive. Absolutely. I mean, when I look back, and I have this argument, I say, discussion with my kids now and again, uh, and about four or five years ago, my, my son's 31 now, He's a strength and conditioning coach for the FA. Works with the Lionesses That's and some amazing. of the yeah. He's brilliant. Never he, he retired when he was ten from football because he just went don't want to play anymore because uh, don't really like football and I just get put under a load of pressure because people come and watch and they go are you Lee Dixon's son? Oh, oh you're not very good are you? Or you know well you should be better than this. Why are you not playing right back and why? Did, and he just went I'm not playing anymore. So mm. which was really sad and I, and I at the time. I didn't want to push him. I didn't want to go, yeah. forget all that. You know, you've got the drive. Because it's unfair. And I don't think he was 
talented enough anyway to 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 have the 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 strength to go through that. Mm. So I said, as long as you play sports and do other sports, that's fine. You just got to play sports. Sports really important mm. in my life, and I, and I believe it's the best thing for you. And he went, yeah, and he played all the sports. Da, da, da. And then when he was eight, 18, he started playing at university again and loved football again, fell in love mm. with it, did a sports science uh, degree and then got into the fitness side of, of football and loves it. And he's massively passionate about his job and he's really good at it. And he's educated me on the new style of, of fitness and all the and all the new stuff that's going on now, which is great for me because I, when I go on TV... You know, I don't want to be the dinosaur that's always going, oh, in my day, yeah, da, da, da. Yeah, so I've yeah. got that because yeah. I lived Brilliant. it. But I've also got the, yeah, in my day we did this, but now they're doing that because yeah. you know, I'm not in the dressing room. So I've got the best, I'm in his dressing room and listening to the, what he comes out of that. So I've How I'm amazing kind of for your son into, to educate yeah. you. And, you know, it's come oh, full I circle. I, I always say it's wrong, but yeah, <laughs> deep, deeply I'm yeah, but taking it all in. It's great that he's yeah. helping keep you relevant in that respect. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and he's... You know some of the stuff he's coming out with and talking about. I'm like, wow, God, I'd, I'd be so, I'd have been so much a better player if if I could have done that. Because yeah. there's loads of stuff that you know. To be fair, I, I hit Arsene Wenger at the perfect time because I was 32 when he came, mm. and I was just sort of starting to go oh, a bit niggle there, my knees a bit. This is that, and he came in and, and revolutionised English football in the way that we ate trained stretched and it was kind of like wow and I and he said look if you do this you know you'll play for George to be fair to him said I'll I'll, I'll find a way of playing that makes my my back four play till they're all 35 and I played till I was 38 so there was a bit of George Graham in there and there was also a bit of Arsene coming in and and giving me new techniques to keep my body going because the brain uh, when when Arsene came, we won the double in '98. I literally could play the game with my eyes closed. It was I, I'd got all that experience from George, mm. knew how to defend. I got my three mates alongside me who were almost unbeatable. Dave Seaman behind me, almost unbeatable unless the ball went over his head from from somebody. Me, your own goal against yeah, Coventry. Ron, yeah, Ronaldinho. Ah, oh, listen, Naeem. I tell you what, what, that was a cracking goal. Thanks. It's just a shame it was into your own net. Yeah, well, it, the anniversary was the other week, so you probably saw it on YouTube. <laughs> I always tell people, they always take the mickey out on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I've seen your goal. I said, keep watching it because I get a pound every time someone watches that video. <laughs> Obviously don't, but people go, really? So they think I get royalties for that goal, so I can keep watching it. It's great. Um, yeah, so... The, so the, the, Arsene hit me at the perfect time and, I, and I, a 98 double it, the game was so easy it was embarrassing I was like alright I know I get the ball right okay I've got my mates alongside me we're not going to concede any goals and then when I look up and I've got the ball and Arsene's going just go and play you know oh. none of that restriction go and play and I look up and I've got Patrick Vieira coming short in midfield and then I've got Dennis Burkamp waving at me going give it to my feet and then I've got Ray Parler outside me running straight down the line. And then I've got the setting striker, Wrighty might be there. Or, or Thierry Henry might what be there. Like what like, a team. You could have played right back. It was so easy. <laughs> and I, was, I, I played my best football at that moment, 98 yeah. to two, 2002, double winning side as well. But Lauren had just started taking over and I retired in 2002. I was 38 and I was tired. My knee was gone and I was kind of... But from 98 to sort of 2000, those two years... 
the game was absolutely the easiest I've ever known it. What a time to be alive. Do you know what? I think you've answered my next question because there must have been at some point a sense that, I don't want to say professional jealousy, but a sense that, God, if only you'd played in the modern era, you'd have earned so much more money Mm. and you'd be kicking back and, you know, living a life. And not doing podcasts. And not (laughs) doing... Shut up, this is for the, this is for the love of conversation. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but no, but seriously, there must be part of you that's like, I can't believe the sort of money these kids are on these days. Yeah. But what you've just described, you can't put a price tag on that. I mean, that, no. I can't think you would get that level of passion and love for the game from many people in 2019. No, it, just because think... it feels more inhibited now. Yeah. It feels it's a, just a different game, isn't it? No, I, absolutely, and I, and I think. If, I mean, I get asked this a lot, and people go, "Oh, bet you wish you'd play now because of the money," and I go, "Yeah, it'd be great." I'd be, and I'll tell you a funny story in a second. Which is, but the money side of things is, you can always look elsewhere and be envious, and and all the guys who played in seventies and will be looking at us going yeah. lucky because we. I had a lovely, lovely living out of playing football for Arsenal, but the 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 memory side of it far outweighs that. Now. I think it's flipped the other way. The money side of it outweighs the memories. Some some people, the guys who are winning stuff, will say differently. You know, the Liverpool and the and mm. the and Man City's and that, but they still get in the money as well. Mm. But I would not swap one day to play now. Not one single day, because I had the best of. I had a decent living, but I had the best. We we were we were free. We could go down to the Bank of Friendship and uh, have a game of darts with the locals on a Tuesday after training. This is Tuesday Club. Tuesday Club. It might be a Wednesday as well. No, I'm joking. The Tuesday Club. But this club. was a boozy kind of boys club thing that you just would never be able to get away with these days. Correct. And it's also been massively exaggerated over the years that we every Tuesday we went out and run riot around London and did this, that, that. Not the case. Once a month, maybe, if that, once every five weeks, we'd... Go if we had a weekend, uh, a week off, we'd go for a, a game of darts with a few locals, a few pints of Guinness, go down TGI Fridays in Covent Garden, have some ribs or whatever, and then some of the lads would go out. And it's been well documented about who the ones that went out. Tony Adams, obviously in his book, he tells stories about those those Tuesdays. But it wasn't; it was exaggerated. And but you could go, you could go out team spirit. You could do that. You could also mix with the fans after the game. You'd know, be signing autographs mm. outside the ground, stuff like that. That that when you look back on it, I, I love those moments yeah. because I was that kid asking for the autograph. The, 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 there's no access to players anymore. You know the the access that um, the access that they get now is from a distance, and it's on Twitter, mm. and it's and it, you know social media has its place. Mm. But I mean, if I was playing, if I was playing now, I wouldn't be on social social media at all because it's distracting, it's mm. intrusive, it's great tool to be to to use for lots of positives. But from a player's point of view, if I said. I, th- I think there's too many negatives to it, and I and I would I, my concentration need needed to be certainly from my point of view because I wasn't the most skillful player in the world with my feet, but my head and how I, how I played the game was. You read the game, I was, yeah. yeah. So, but I had to work very hard at that, mm. and I had to work very hard at my fitness and be, and so I, I don't want that distraction. In the pink is sponsored by Bose. Treat your ears and your senses with the Bose Noise Cancelling 700 series. Their unrivaled noise cancelling technology means you'll hear and be heard 
like never before. And touch and voice recognition means you're free to keep your head up and you'll never miss a thing.